what? It's time for Making Kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the season finale of season six of Making Kayfabe. You guys are in for a real treat today. Let me tell you, if you thought we saved the best for last, you might have thought we saved the best till second last from last week's episode involving the reinvention of the Kitty Vic storyline. How could we possibly top that? You're probably asking yourselves. Well, we're going to try by rebooking what is probably the most requested storyline in making kayfabe history. We have had a lot of people suggesting this to us and we thought today's the day this is the week this is the season we're gonna do it we are going to rebook one of the one of those big missed opportunities in wrestling the Wyatt family it's a big old deal so before we get too into the show I'm gonna say hello to my good friend Bryce hello Bryce how are you very good Dylan how are you doing mate not too bad man how familiar are you with the Wyatt family Never heard of them. Good. Well, let me. That I could just. Well, okay. So there is an evil clown wizard. He is yes. the the leader of the group. Okay. And okay. One of them is a turkey sandwich. And <laughs> which one's the turkey sandwich? The one with the beard. Right. Okay. Narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them works on a farm. <laughs> yes. But I don't remember what his name is. Keep, keep going you got one more and the other one is the disembodied spirit of benjamin franklin wow mm-hmm. that sounds like a hell of a faction doesn't it you're like wow these four guys together sh- shenanigans ensue yeah so opposites attract as well right they're so different from each other you got a turkey sandwich and the disembodied voice of benjamin franklin Yes. Well, his Good soul, God. really. It's not his just soul, his voice. Yeah. yeah. It's his whole soul, exactly. Yeah, yeah but, the whole lot, you know. Um, I'm still new to this faction. I'm still getting used to them, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah I made that Well, yeah. you know, Benjamin Franklin, he's such a character. There's a lot going on there. That's you know? it, yeah. Um, but I'm not going to talk about that reincarnation of the Wyatt family. I'm going to focus on a different version of the Wyatt family, because there's been a couple of different variations of it throughout the years. I'm going to hmm. stick with the original Wyatt family. Which okay. is Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, and Luke Harper. Hmm. Now, I believe you're familiar with some of those boys. Yes, definitely indeed, yes. So, yeah, in all seriousness, I have heard of the White family. Um, <laughs> that very, would be very... so good if you hadn't heard of the White family. Just somehow, just a total blind spot in like, my fucking like, <laughs> wrestling watching. <laughs> I just uh... happened to be doing something else whenever the Wyatts were on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Like you love Bray Wyatt, but you've never seen, you've never seen the um the. Didn't know he had a faction. Yeah, yeah you've just seen the fiend. And you're like, wow, I like that guy. We um we we booked te- we technically done a little white family um back in season three, I think it was when we booked Luke Harper. Um, yep. The white family were definitely mentioned, but we've never actually booked the faction themselves. So that that was very focused on what Luke Harper was doing and like what he could have uh, how he could have been a main eventer. But this is like very much. The White family, right? It's like how we could, um, how we can bring them in, how we can uh, make them a really big deal, right? Well, it's funny because with the Wyatt family, obviously the main focus is Bray Wyatt. But when you hear the story, I think you'll find that like the main focus of this story isn't even the Wyatt family. Oh wow! Yeah, there's a lot going on with this one. 
Interesting. And, That's um, interesting concept. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, dude. The Wyatt family have uh, have such an interesting kind of story to them that. I thought, I thought you were literally going to say, I'll be honest with you, dude, the Wyatt family have nothing to do with the story at all. Yeah, I'll be honest <laughs> with you, dude, I didn't write the, I didn't write the episode. <laughs> I'm about to make it up, and it's all about Benjamin Franklin's ghost. Yeah, and turkey sandwiches. Yeah. No, I, that, there's so much to that kind of group that I think if you and me sat down, like, it's, it's a Cody Rhodes situation where we could rebook the Wyatt family for a whole season, yes, and it'll be different every time. Yeah. Every single episode would be different, different ideas, different scenarios. And so with that in mind, I feel like I've went with a story that's not super obvious. Mm. That's what I really wanted to do. I didn't want to be too like okay. uh, straight ahead with it. So I think I've got something that I don't think you'll see coming. Okay. Interesting. I do love a good swerve. Yeah. Well, that's my, that's my hope. I mean, you know, you'll probably have guessed the, the swerve by like three sentences in, but... Well, I think the swerve at the moment is that the White family don't have anything to do with it, so... I mean, well, <laughs> they're there. They're there. Okay. It takes place at the same time period as the White family would be in wrestling, so... Okay. I, 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 don't, I don't want to spoil your story. I'm, I'm really excited to hear this. Excellent. And I know a lot of the other K-Favors are excited too, because like we said, this is legit one of our most requested storylines. Yeah. This or maybe Mark Marrow. Because <laughs> yeah. we get Mark just... Marrow like every week. Yeah, exactly. Every single week Mark Marrow was requested, but uh, yeah, it always seems to be by the same person, bizarrely. Yeah, so that doesn't really count. Mm. That's this more like requested by multiple people. Yes. Whereas Mark Marrow is more like one request over and over again. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, isn't quite the same. So mm. it, we'll get to the Mark Marrow season. I think that's coming up pretty soon. Season thirty six. Yeah. yeah, not that far away. You know, it'll be no. there before you know it. You know. Yeah. So, what do you say we just get stuck in and we do a little bit of history on the Wyatt family? Is this the Wyatt family with the evil clown leader, or is this a Bray Wyatt led Wyatt family? Uh, well, we all know about the turkey sandwich one. So ah. I'm going to talk about the Bray Wyatt one. Okay, cool. Sounds good to me. All right. You can do the turkey sandwich one next week. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> right. Because we're not going to be here next week. Aha. We fooled him. Don't put this bit in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll rebook that between ourselves. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. Anyway, should we do this? Yes. Yes. Let's do this. Okay, so we all know that the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, they started in FCW as a group and moved up to the main roster in 2013. And they started off picking a fight with somebody we talked about last week. They started picking a fight with Kane. Katie Vick. Oh, okay. Well, somebody who knows Katie Vick a little too well, if you know what I'm saying. Ah. They attacked Kane, and this led to a Ring of Fire match with Kane at SummerSlam 2013. I'm sure you're familiar with a Ring of Fire match. I'm actually not. What the fuck was that? Well, it's like an Inferno match, but also pinfalls and submissions are cool because obviously, <sighs> why the fuck not? Like, <laughs> so it's just a match, really, the Ring of Fire, right? Yeah. It's just a regular match. Why do I it's really hot. That? That's bizarre. Oh, I could, I could think of a couple of reasons why you can't yeah. remember it. <laughs> Maybe because it's not very good. Hmm. So in that match, Bray Wyatt wins and Kane is taken away by the Wyatt family. 
presumably to write him off television so that he can go to a rally or something. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he was taken off TV to film See, See No Evil 2. So, Legit. you know, which was worse? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm not even going to... I was going to make a joke there. I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> it's too easy. It's too easy. It's too it easy, too man. Easy. <laughs> so after this, right <laughs> Kane would go on... Or not Kane. After this, Bray Wyatt would go on to have quite a winning streak. He would go on to beat an awful lot of other people, high-profile names after this in 2013. So Bray Wyatt and his family would go on and pick fights with guys like Cody Rhodes and Goldust, Kofi Kingston, CM Punk. You know, big deals. And by the end of the year, they started to feud with Daniel Bryan, with the Wyatts trying to recruit Daniel Bryan and seemingly succeeding. Do you remember this? I do remember Daniel Bryan being in the Wyatt family because that was just before his peak of his popularity, right? Exactly. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about that because it's ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> at, at TLC in December, Daniel Bryan lost a three-on-one handicap match to the Wyatts, but he still wanted his revenge because a three-on-one handicap match, that's not fair. Mm. So December 30th episode of Raw, the last Raw of 2013, Daniel Bryan would go through a gauntlet match which the authority put together. Remember the authority? <laughs> I do, unfortunately. Yeah. So the idea is Daniel Bryan would have to go through Eric Rowe and Luke Harper, and then he would get Bray Wyatt. However, if Daniel Bryan loses the gauntlet match, he has he's forced to join the Wyatt family. Mm. Now, I put it to you that that doesn't make any sense. Nope. <laughs> Like, if you lose the match, you, you, then you're like, no, you have to join our sc- scary, creepy group. You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I get a deal's a deal. <laughs> right? Like, that's such a stupid. Given, given so, that he's a fucking cult leader. <laughs> it's so funny, though, because, like, we had a very similar storyline, like, in the Nexus one, like, in real life. If John Cena lost a match, he would then have to join the Nexus, right? Right. But, like, if he doesn't want to join, what good is him be? And that played out in the john cena thing yeah. he doesn't want to be there what's the point of having him there good point yeah you know so i didn't like this i thought this was stupid <laughs> um dia bryan beats harper and rowan but by the time he gets to bray wyatt he's exhausted so he kind of just gives up mm. he surrenders himself to bray wyatt right but then apparently the wyatts beat him up all the wyatts which causes a dq which would mean Brian wins? What? What? Yeah. So he doesn't have to join the Wyatt family? What the fuck? WWE. Never changed. Never, Never makes changed. a fucking lick of sense, does it? <laughs> Good God. Makes our job so fucking easy. Oh, it really does. So that was December 30th, right? A week later, mm. January 6th, 2014, the Wyatt family are on Raw. They're going to fight Rey Mysterio and the Usos, but they have Daniel Bryan with them. So he's in that match, right? So right. he's with them. He's dressed like one of the Wyatt family. He's definitely one of the Wyatts, okay? <laughs> he's got the outfit and everything. I remember he had the little boiler Yeah, suit. remember that? Yeah. So he's like, that's it. He's definitely, it's been a week, but here he is. He said he was going to join, and he joined. Here he is. <laughs> so a week later, January 13th, inside a steel cage, the Usos fight Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan, and I think they win, and then Brian turns on Wyatt and reveals it was all a ruse, and he's not part of the group. That happened in two weeks. Ugh. Three episodes of Raw. Three weeks, I guess, if you want to be, you know. 
but like <laughs> December 30th to January 13th. That's how long Daniel Bryan was part of the Wyatt family. That's still to be storytelling. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Long-term booking right there. So <laughs> doesn't that feel like more of a bump in the road for Daniel Bryan as opposed to a storyline for the Wyatt family? It definitely feels like a bump in the road for him, but yet um, that cage match you're talking about, I think that was a cage match where Daniel Bryan's on top of the cage and he's got the whole crowd going, yes, right? I mean, it's a cool idea, but like, like again... They did it in two weeks. Nobody yeah. it's, in two weeks. Nobody really believes that he was part of the Wyatt family. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, it, it I, was. I, I guess it was you're a, right. It was a cool moment, but like, surely with a bit more effort, they could have they could have done a cooler moment, right? Yeah. At least under one week. <laughs> yeah. You know, put a bit of fucking effort into it. Well, funny enough, I think like a week or two later at the Royal Rumble, Bray Wyatt would beat Daniel Bryan. In a singles match. So you're like, good. <laughs> what what the fuck was any of this for? <laughs> right? And then after, at that same night, uh, Bray Wyatt interfered in the WWE Championship match between Randy Orton and John Cena, costing Cena the championship. Hmm. The next night on Raw, the Wyatt... I think, had- yeah, just, just for historical context as well, the Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan match was the first match of the show. So that was the Royal Rumble where everybody thought Daniel Bryan was going to come out and win the thing yes. uh, as number 30, but he and didn't. He wasn't and there. then the crowd just shit in the entire match for like, yes. what, the last 15 minutes? Yeah. They weren't super happy about it. That was the one that Batista won? Yes, it was. And people were pissed about that? Yeah. Because <laughs> they wanted Daniel Bryan and they got Batista. And I like Batista, yeah. but come on, man. He's no Daniel Bryan. No. So, yes, people were a bit miffed about that. So, the next night on Raw, the Wyatts interfere in a main event match, which is The Shield versus Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, and John Cena. And in this match, the winners would qualify for the Elimination Chamber. And when the Wyatts interfere, they attack John Cena, which causes his team to win by DQ. And so they're all in the Elimination Chamber. Okay? Okay. Now, that means that the Shield are free to fight the Wyatt family at the Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. That was a good match. I remember this. Yeah. And the Wyatts win that. Uh, But then also at the Elimination Chamber, Bray Wyatt continues the streak of getting involved in John Cena's matches. He gets involved with the main event, costs Cena the title, which of course leads to a John Cena versus Bray Wyatt match at WrestleMania. Now, this should be big news, right? Bray Wyatt's been on a winning streak. He's looked pretty hard to beat uh, versus the invincible John Cena. I mean, it's not like we're going to have two rebookings in one season be totally derailed by John Cena, are we? (laughs) We sure are. Absolutely. (laughs) This is 2014 WWE. What did you think was going to happen? At WrestleMania, John Cena Cena beats Bray Wyatt. And after that, to me, (laughs) and probably to a lot of other people, that was kind of like the death knell, right? Because hmm. they, they'd come in, they had a big head of steam, they did that silly thing with Daniel Bryan, and again, like I said, it, that seemed more like part of the Daniel Bryan storyline and less to do with the Wyatt family. Hmm. So it seems by that point, they're kind of being used as props in other people's storylines. And then we get to WrestleMania, John Cena beats Bray Wyatt. Now, if you remember that WrestleMania, that's the one where Daniel Bryan beats Triple H at the opening match yes, to qualify 
for the fi- the uh, the championship match at the end against Batista and Randy Orton, and then he wins well that done. match as well. Right. Yeah. So you know how in WWE they like to send the fans home happy. Yes. I'm pretty sure after those two matches, the fans were happy. John Cena could take a fucking loss, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? If John Cena yeah. lost that match to Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt's going to look like a million bucks and John Cena's not going to look bad at all. They, they were forgotten about it by the next couple of weeks. Right, and he can get that win back. Yeah. But if Bray, if Bray Wyatt beats Cena at WrestleMania, that's a big deal. If, mm. if, if Bray Wyatt beats John Cena at any other time, it's not as big of a deal if John Cena's already beaten him once. Shit, it has to go in order for it to make sense. And to to kind of exemplify that, Bray Wyatt would go on to beat John Cena at Extreme Rules in May. After, do you remember when a small child appeared in the ring to distract John Cena? Uh, no, actually. You don't remember no. this? Well, no. that's what happened. So <laughs> Bray Wyatt needed a small child. <laughs> why why Des- a child? <laughs> despite having a family... Bray Wyatt needed a child to distract John Cena. And then the month after that, John Cena beat Bray Wyatt at payback in June. He got his payback, as if you will. So What happened, in, what happened to the child? Never seen again. <laughs> I think th- they, there were rumors that they were going to tease that that was Sister Abigail. But again, they're just like, fuck it, forget it. You know, oh, right, one, okay, of the, yeah. one of those like, bring it in, one and done, nobody gives a shit. And nobody yeah, did give a much. shit. But again, yep. you look at that. John Cena won, then Bray Wyatt won after child interference, and then <laughs> John Cena won. No one's going to take Bray Wyatt seriously after that, are they? So, yes, to me, I feel like the wheels kind of fell off there. You know, um, all three members were in championship matches at Money in the Bank, and they lost the tag team of Harper and Rowan, also lost a title match the week af- or the month after that. And so the momentum really not on their side anymore. Although Bray Wyatt did manage to get a win over Chris Jericho at SummerSlam. But again, a little too little too late. You know what I mean? And then by September, Bray Wyatt claimed he was letting Harper and Rowan go free. And all (laughs) three men went off in their separate ways and worked separate feuds. So the family was essentially over at that point Mm. by September Roughly like just um, a little over a year since they debuted, it had fizzled out, which is ridiculous. And again, we all know that, of course, at some point they came back together. They added a new member who worked on a on a on a on a farm, and they got Benjamin Franklin. You know that bit. We all we all know that. Bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, don't need yeah. to talk about that bit. Yeah. But the fact is that. In the in the first year, that's when he capitalized on them. That's when they were hot. And they were hot. You said you remember the matches with the Shield. That shit was hot. We remember that stuff with Daniel Bryan. That stuff was hot. And it worked because the Wyatt family were effective heel group. So why did they drop the ball? The Wyatt family had been going around for a long time. They've come back together, split up, yada, yada, yada. So where's the best time period to rebook the Wyatt family? And for me, like I said... Right at WrestleMania, they dropped the ball. Mm. They could have made this guy, because John Cena is invincible. He can take a hit, especially in 2014. He can take one hit. Give him, give, that's the time you want to start putting other people over. Like they had said a couple of years later, I think in 2016, when Bray Wyatt did win the championship, he beat John Cena for it. 
in, in the Elimination Chamber, I think. And then the next night on SmackDown, he beat John Cena again to um, defend the championship, mm. right? Which was nice of Cena to do that. But we all knew that was during the part of the storyline where the Wyatt family had come back together again, but instead of Eric Rowan, they now had Randy Orton, <laughs> who won the Royal Rumble that year, and then a month later, Bray Wyatt wins the championship. We all knew what was going to happen, right? Yeah. So it felt like John Cena giving this guy a win then didn't matter because it could have been anybody. Aye. You know what I mean? Like that... <sighs> It's it's selective, you know, it's the way Hulk Hogan used to do business in WCW. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Very selective. Yeah. And and then it means less. You, can, you know, you can still say, oh, Hulk Hogan put this guy over. But like, if it's a convoluted mess and it doesn't make any sense and it wasn't at the right match at the right time in the right building, then, you know, somebody's getting played here. Yeah. And I think that the Wyatt family got played. So what I'm going to do... For my rebooking of the Wyatt families, I'm going to take us back to that. We're actually going to start December 31st. We're going to start with that Danny Bryan thing. I'm going to fix it, and I'm going to fix most of 2014. So I don't want to. I don't want to brag. I don't want to sound braggadocious, but I'm going to fix 2014 all by <laughs> myself. You're going to fix the entirety of 2014. Yes. No, I'm looking forward to this, dude. Like you're, you're absolutely right. Like I, I didn't remember uh, much of this, but. You've kind of brought it back fresh in my memory, and I do remember the why it's got screwed over quite a bit uh, at this time. So it makes sense to rebook around this time. So I am looking forward to seeing what you got here, dude. Well, then, shall we do a little bit of rebooking magic? Hey, no. Excellent. So the turkey sandwich <laughs> becomes the United States champion. Obviously. Oh my Obviously. goodness! On 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 Thanksgiving. But the thing is, Benjamin Franklin, one of the founding fathers of the United States, he wants the belt. He wants the belt. Yeah, it's a whole thing. You can see the the friction. When, when's the when's the turkey sandwiches um, brother going to come in uh, and, and fix this? Because the goblin cooker is you know the death cooker is going to come in and, and fuck shit up, right? Yeah, he's just going to fly in. Yeah, um, shooting lasers out of his eyes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, no, didn't didn't he? Um, yeah, didn't he ascend to heaven already? He descended to heaven, but then he became a deathmatch wrestler soon after. He came yeah. back. He came back. <laughs> so, so he's got like light tubes. Yeah. You can't kill that guy. Let's let's rebook the Wyatt family, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, so we are going to do an old making kayfabe classic where we're going to go back through history and we're going to keep a lot of stuff from real life in place, and we're going to work around it. Nice. Okay, because they had some good stuff in there, but the storytelling was lacking. There was a lot of stuff that didn't make any sense. Typically, it's the WWE. A lot of that stuff doesn't make any sense. So we're going to here to fill in the blanks and make it make sense a little bit more. Make it more entertaining, you know. So we're going to keep the debut of the Wyatts where they beat up Kane and, uh, you know, they, they drag him away. You know, when they carry him away at SummerSlam 2013. I'm going to keep that okay. bit. Because I like that. That that adds something to the Wyatt family, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Sure. And we're going to keep them hot pretty much the same way they did, you know, fighting guys at Goldust and Punk and all of that. Keep that there. So we're going to start December 31st Raw, okay? The Wyatt family come out and they've been doing a thing with Daniel Bryan for a while. They make it clear that they are finished with Daniel Bryan. 
Although he clearly wants to fight them some more. You know, Diane Brown's not happy about this. He wants to fight the Wyatt family some more. The authority come out. Remember the authority, those evil, devious Ugh. monsters. Bricks. Yeah. Dories. Well, yeah. yes. Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Yep. Yes, he was. Yeah. The authority come out and they tell Daniel Bryan if they can run the gauntlet of the Wyatt family, they can have Bray Wyatt in a match. Simple. Okay. So, but remember that the stipulation was if Bray Wyatt wins, Daniel Bryan has to join the Wyatt family. Yes. Let's keep that in there. Hmm. So the match happens. Daniel Bryan is worn down by Luke Harper, Eric Rowan. By the time he gets to Bray Wyatt, the audience can see that he's exhausted. He's practically dead on his feet, but he's still showing a lot of heart. He's still trying to fight. So Bray Wyatt looks down at Daniel Bryan, still trying to fight, and he shakes his head. He says he doesn't want this. He doesn't want to win this way. Where's the fun in that? And the Wyatts walk away. They don't want Daniel Bryan to join their group like that. So they leave Daniel Bryan alone, exhausted in the ring. Technically, it's a count out, but really it's a no contest. Nobody okay. wins. So January 6th, 2014, Daniel Bryan comes out and it demands another match with the Wyatt family. And Wyatt comes out, the whole entrance, you know, the lamp and the fireflies, you know the whole deal, right? Bray Wyatt tells Daniel Bryan face to face that he doesn't need to fight him. He saw that fight, that desire, the drive in young Brian, and the entire world-ish, you know, like 2 million people or whatever it was, whatever, how many ever people watch Raw, that's the whole world, according to Vince McMahon. It's like 6 billion in ratings, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So they all saw it. They all saw what Bray Wyatt saw. They saw a man willing to fight with drive and determination. They also saw Bray Wyatt refusing to pick apart a dead bird. He has no interest in that. Huh. Now, obviously, this riles up Daniel Bryan, you know. He wants to fight Bray Wyatt. The audience wants to see him fight Bray Wyatt. And Wyatt's refusing that, you know. So, Daniel Bryan, once again, goes back to the authority and begs him for a match against Daniel Bryan, for real. So, the authority, which is mainly Triple H and Stephanie, but also corporate Kean, Bray Wyatt's old sparring partner, Kean considers this proposal. And the next week on Raw... He, just, he lets Daniel Bryan know that the proposal has been accepted and he can fight Bray Wyatt at the Royal Rumble. So you see, now we've actually had a reason to set up a match at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. We're building things. So at the same time, Harper and Rowan, they're not just a backup for Bray Wyatt because he's such a creepy entity. He can do a lot of the work by himself. We're going to have them in the tag team division running through every other tag team because you've seen how you know, they look monstrous. Yes. You know, so they start cutting swaves right through the tag team division and they make it clear to Cody. Remember Cody Rhodes? Who? Whatever happened to that guy? No idea. And his, his brother, Goldust Rhodes, <laughs> who are the current tag team champions, they want a piece. So. We need to rebook that Cody guy one day. I don't think there's any money in it. Uh, probably not. Cody? Who wants to see Cody? Yeah. Get out of here. Especially, especially if we both booked him. I mean, come on. It'd be ridiculous. <laughs> I'd say it'd time. be pretty good, though, if he did book him. Yeah. If I had to guess. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. These were pretty I think good. people would love it, actually, yeah. Yeah. But not, we're not going to do Goldust, though. 
Maybe we should we do Cody. We did Cody for the Patreon. Oh, yeah. But not Cody, though. Not Cody. Never, never Cody. Cody. Never. We will never. We will never. As God is our witness. Make it we will never guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> never Cody. There's, never a t- Cody. there's your t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag never Cody. <laughs> never Cody with the two pictures that um, Tyler did of our Cody rebook. <laughs> of, of the times we put Cody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With like a little right to sensory stamp through it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So... Luke Harper and Eric Rowan are gunning after Goldust and Brother because they're the tag team champions. Now, do you remember who beat Goldust and Cody Dust in real life for the tag titles? Because it happened at Royal Rumble 2014. I think I do. Was was it it? Was the New Age Outlaws? Yes, it was. Oh my God. (laughs) For no reason at all, the returning (laughs) New Age Outlaws. Why not? Right? It's fucking ridiculous. So... Why don't we tweak that a little bit? Mm. Change that up. So Cody and Goldust, they're not at all afraid. You know, they took the titles from The Shield, Mm. a former three-man, seemingly unbeatable team. So they're not at all afraid of the Wyatt family who seem pretty much the same three-man, unbeatable. Cody Rhodes and Goldust, no sweat. So come the Royal Rumble, we've got Harper and Rowan versus Cody and Goldust for the tag titles. And Danny Brand versus Bray Wyatt. Mm. So obviously... We're going to have a title switch. New tag team champions, the Wyatt family, Harper and Rowan, because they didn't win the titles, I think, until they were the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, they, they, were, um, they were NXT uh, yes. tag champions, I believe, but never on the main roster. And Luke Harper and Randy Orton, I think, were the tag champions, but um, Rowan and Harper were never the tag champions in the Wyatt family. No, you're right, yeah. It's a damn shame because they're a great tag team. They I really enjoyed tag that team. tag team. They had a great mm-hmm. look. They yes, the look They tarred over everybody, right? Yeah. And again, you want to keep this faction looking strong, right? Mm. Give them the tag... T- they're a tag team. Give them the tag titles instead of fucking giving it to the New Age Outlaws. What put the, the belts fuck? on them. What the fuck? They already had put the belts on them 20 years <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> what the fuck? anyway oh my goodness that's another yeah, that, that was weird I remember that yeah strange time so we got new tag champions obviously but the Daniel Bryan match is a bit harder to call you know what I mean so you have Daniel Bryan showing a tremendous amount of heart and tenacity but Bray Wyatt he's like a supernatural entity he just can't seem to be beaten he always finds a way to come back you know hmm. and and eventually he puts down Daniel Bryan so he wins just like in real life so we're keeping that the same, but we're giving reasons for this stuff to happen. You know what I mean? We're keeping the momentum on Bray Wyatt. So now, Daniel Bryan has suffered at the hands of the authority for many months. And even now, the authority seemed to be hatchet job in his attempt to get at Bray Wyatt. So Daniel Bryan is now angry at the authority. I mean, this goes back even before the Royal Rumble. The authority have been messing with him. And of course, like in real life, this will lead to what we really got triple h and then randy orton and Batista at wrestlemania we keep that because that was a great storyline right hmm. and then also like in real life we're gonna keep john cena and bray wyatt on the card as well so we're gonna we're gonna so for a month or two shit's gonna play out like it did in real life have the wyatt family go over the shield at elimination chamber have bray wyatt being a thorn in john cena's side leading up to wrestlemania have john cena want to fight bray wyatt Eventually, once again, some strings are pulled by the authority. The match is on. We've got John Cena versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. 
Now, like I said, WrestleMania 2014 is full of the good, the feel-good story of Daniel Bryan overcoming the authority, winning two big matches against those big heels in one night. So we can take one loss, and that loss is going to be from John Cena. What better <laughs> way to establish what kind of a big deal Bray Wyatt is than by having him beat John Cena at WrestleMania? The Wyatts are on fire. Their creepy bullshit is getting them noticed. Harper and Rowan are tag team champions, decimating the division. What better way to cap that off than with a win over John Cena? Mm. It makes sense. Yes. John Cena, of course, is stunned. And the audience are stunned too because John Cena lost at WrestleMania. But they're not stunned in like a Undertaker lost at WrestleMania kind of way. You remember that when, when that happened, the, the wind was taken out of the audience. Yeah, silence. Yeah. Yes, and you kind of lost him for the rest of the show. That's not mm. what's happening here. They're stunned that it happened, but they're also like, holy fuck, this Bray Wyatt guy, he's something to be reckoned with. You know what yeah. I mean? Because uh, John Cena was pretty polarizing around this time, as we all know. <laughs> Nexus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really terrible call Sorry. there, dude. I don't know if you heard that, but... Uh, you need to get some lemsips, don't you? Yes, sorry. Sorry about that. So, a surprise win over John Cena would push Bray Wyatt right up to the top of the card, right? You'd notice him now. So, now after WrestleMania, the Wyatts seem like they're riding high. Harper and Rowan as tag champions. And Bray Wyatt now only has a big win over John Cena. He's got that match with the Shield that he won at the Elimination Chamber. He's also got a win over the new WWE champion, Bray, uh, Daniel mm. Bryan. So, the authority are very pissed off that Daniel Bryan has won the championship, of course. And so, what they do in real life and in this rebooking is they send the, the most evil man in the world after him. That's right. <laughs> Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so, at Extreme Rules, Daniel Bryan defends his championship against Kane. We're going to keep that. And in this rebooking, we're going to have Rowan and Harper defend their titles against... Rybaxel, because why the fuck not, right? That was it. Remember that was a team. I do remember Rybaxel. They were yep. all, also um, fun, fun, uh, fun, fun uh, factoid about Rybaxel. They were one of the only tag teams who just they broke up, but they never feuded with each other. They just yeah. broke up like amicably, you know. Like so we're gonna go separate ways. Fun, fun tag team with you, but I'm gonna go do this, and that yep. was it. See you later. And yeah. that was a prop because who wouldn't want to see Curtis Axel versus Bo Dallas? No, it was right. It it wasn't even fucking. (laughs) It's right back. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) well, well, because oh, that was a that was a B team, wasn't it? That was Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Was this not? uh, The B team was Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. I thought you were talking about Bo Dallas when he had that weird poetry gimmick for a couple of weeks. Oh God, it was just a weird time altogether, wasn't it? it? Fucking weird, fucking fever dream, man. Yeah, like what the fuck? I mean, I I swear to God, they had a turkey sandwich on their roster for a while. (laughs) I swear dude he was great though you want to see him doing a fucking 450 splash oh dude I fucking believe you like I remember he's a strange brother the gobbledygooker <laughs> fucking it was insane oh my god do you remember that fucking 40 minute death match that gobbledygooker had at SummerSlam yeah, I guess Nick Gage yeah I remember yeah. yeah good god you never forget when you, once you see it you never fucking forget it great you know? times man great times so in this match, Rybaxel versus the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt is in their corner, cheering them on, and of course they win. But you're like, why isn't Bray Wyatt doing anything in this show? Well, during the main event, at some point, all the lights go out, and then a single spotlight appears on the stage to highlight Bray Wyatt sitting on a rocking chair, 
as he watches the match from the stage. So obviously the lights kind of come back up again eventually. Otherwise, the people in the ring wouldn't be able to see what the fuck they were doing. But, you know, it's a cool visual. And Bray Wyatt's just watching the main event happen face to face, you know, in person, not from the back. So obviously, mm. Daniel Bryan retains over Kane. And Bray Wyatt looks really pleased about this. He looks pretty happy. So next night on Raw, we're going to have Daniel Bryan come out and try to confront Bray Wyatt. He wants to know why Bray Wyatt appeared in this match last night. And Bray Wyatt, in response, replies via a direct video feed on the Titantron. You know, he's in his swamp compound and he's flanked mm. by his creepy brothers and his family, the tag team champions, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Wyatt says he doesn't need to be at Raw tonight and he doesn't need to fight Daniel Bryan. We all know that that's what Bryan wants, but sometimes you can't always get what you want. Sometimes you need to be dragged into the future, kicking and screaming, forced to deal with what you don't want to deal with. And Wyatt tells Daniel Bryan he's not ready for the future just yet. So now we're going to do a little bit of making kayfabe creative license. (laughs) In real life, Daniel Bryan was injured after the match with Kane. What a uh, heel. <laughs> Did he do it on purpose? <laughs> Maybe. And he was forced to vacate the WWE Championship. But let's not let facts get in the way of a good story. I'm going to keep Daniel Bryan as a champion in this wonderful kayfabe universe because it makes perfect sense. Although I did think of a backup plan for later if necessary. But for now, we're going to keep <laughs> Daniel Bryan nice and healthy. Okay? So, Daniel Bryan wants to fight Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt isn't interested. Daniel Bryan tries to get a tag team partner in order to fight the tag team champions, try and take the titles away from them. But Bray Wyatt keeps like appearing in front of Daniel Bryan and telling him that's not what he needs to do right now. The tag team division, that's not his fight. He's got something else. He's destined for something else. Okay? So at some point around about this time, the shield splits up. With Seth Rollins turning on the other S.H.I.E.L.D. boys and he joins the Authority. So now he's a bad boy. And the Authority, after having taken a, a significant loss at WrestleMania uh, from Daniel Bryan, now they're feeling better about themselves. Now they've got Seth Rollins in their corner. He can be the guy to take the title off Daniel Bryan. Now, of course, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose have something to say about all of this too. They're angry too. So now you've got Seth Rollins wants to get Daniel Bryan. Ambrose and Reigns want Seth. Brian wants Wyatt, and all the while, Bray Wyatt is cutting cryptic videos telling Daniel Bryan that he'll understand when the time is right. You know? So, what that's going to set up, basically, is a fatal four-way at the next pay-per-view, which is going to be Daniel Bryan, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. Who wouldn't want to see that match? Right? Yeah, they're going to match. But John Cena hasn't quite finished with Bray Wyatt just yet. He wants to avenge his loss, and he wants to get the entire Wyatt family a payback. So the Wyatts are going to fight John Cena and the Usos in a six-man tag team match at at payback, which, funny enough, is what happened in real life. Hmm. So here's a little bit of a twist in the teal. Okay? We're going to have the good guys win, technically. So one of the Usos looks as if they have the match won whenever Luke Harper runs in with, a, with one of the belts, hits the Uso over the head, causes a disqualification. So the good guys win, 
but by DQ, right? Mm. The Wyatt still seemed pretty untouched, still, you know, looking pretty strong. And like I said, the main event, Fatal 4-Way, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan. That way, Daniel Bryan can get away with a win pretty easily. And the three S.H.I.E.L.D. members can fight without any of them really looking bad, right? Yeah. It's a Fatal 4-Way, so none of them really look like idiots, right? They can kind of get away with that. So they're all still looking pretty strong. Money in the Bank is the next pay-per-view. And Seth Rollins makes sure that he wants to be in the Money in the Bank match itself. So he gets a qualifying match against, I don't fucking know, Bo Dallas, right? doesn't matter. (laughs) Seth Rollins wins. He's qualified for the Money in the Bank match. Dean Ambrose wants to get in too because he wants a piece of Seth Rollins. But during Dean Ambrose's qualifying match, Bray Wyatt appears and causes a distraction, which means that Dean Ambrose loses. And again, it doesn't matter who he loses to. So Dean Ambrose now misses out on the chance to be in the Money in the Bank match. Ambrose is livid and he wants a piece of Bray Wyatt. But once again, Bray Wyatt won't give it to him. Bray Wyatt reminds Dean Ambrose that he and his family have had the number over the shield ever since they arrived, even at the Elimination Chamber. And if they fight again, it'll be no different. So Roman Reigns decides to help Dean Ambrose out. And we can see where this is going. We're going to have another six-man tag team match. Yeah. But they they need a final guy to be in their team. So they get a, assistance from an honorary member of the Shield. That's right. It's Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. I remember that. No, nah, I'm only joking. It's John Cena. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Psych. You remember so, Kurt Angle and his fucking Shield gear? Yeah. He was the best one, except for the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> He was the best one apart from everybody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well. So once again, we have another six-man tag team match. The Wyatts against John Cena, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns. But as we've already established, laying the groundwork, the, the Wyatt family work really well as a team. So once again, yeah. the Wyatts get the better of this makeshift team. They show that how good of a team they are and how whatever combination of superstars you put up against them, it's not going to work. Right? So now, John Cena's starting to doubt himself. He's not been able to beat Bray Wyatt at all this year really you know what I mean he's really starting to feel the pinch on the other side of that Ambrose and Reigns realize that the shield really is dead and gone that's the end of it now they're done they both have to move on with their lives so they go their separate ways but like amicably you know like they didn't realize they were still kind of friends but they just moved on you know what I mean Mm. so also at Money in the Bank Seth Rollins wins the Money in the Bank briefcase Okay, mm-hmm. so now we're on the road to SummerSlam. The authority are putting together who they think would be the best guy to take down Daniel Bryan. They don't want him as their champion. Bryan obviously still wants Bray Wyatt. That's all he's ever wanted. He needs to get a win over this man. He's been tormenting him all year. Yeah. You know, he's just always been in the background, always there, always watching. So one night on Raw, as Daniel Bryan is walking down to the ring, getting ready to prepare for his match. You know, he's, he's, his music hits, he's walking into the ring, he's, uh, he's in the ring, limbering up, he's waiting for the other guy to appear, and all the lights go out. And then a man appears on the top of the entrance ramp with a lamp. He's walking out to the arena. Who could it be? It's obviously Bray Wyatt. That's his fucking gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> he's followed by Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, 
and they walked the ringside, illuminated only by this lamp and by all the fireflies uh-huh. in the arena. And they get in the ring, and all three of them ambush Daniel Bryan. He tries to fight them off, but there's three of them. They're really big. The light, it's hard to see. They have they have like a like a presence to them. And they managed to overpower him. And they carried Daniel Bryan away out of the arena. And Raw goes off the er- early that night. Early? Because that was supposed to be the main event. And now there's oh, no... Oh, really? Now there's no Daniel Bryan. What do they do? That's interesting. They had no backup plan. Yeah. So, the next week on Raw, we see some vignettes from the Wyatt family swampy compound where Bray Wyatt is educating a tied-up and subdued Daniel Bryan He's revealing everything to him. The whole dark secret. How the whole world is a lie. I mean, what does that even mean? Right? Well, think about it. Who was the first person the Wyatt family took away? Kane. It was Kane. And then, sooner than you think, Kane came back again. But this time, he was dressed in a suit and a tie. And he was working for <laughs> the authority. Right? Okay. And nobody... So, Kane is working for the authority. But nobody bothered to question... Who the authorities working for? So that's the problem, man. Nobody asks questions anymore. Why was Bray Wyatt watching the Key and Daniel Bryan match? Think about it. The Shield split up. Why would Bray Wyatt not want Dean Ambrose to qualify for the Money in the Bank match? Because Seth Rollins was destined to win the match. Seth Rollins, who now works with the Authority. Why have the Authority been bothering Daniel Bryan for so long? It's because they know the future. And who told them that future? Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt tells Daniel Bryan that he is destined to become the face of the company. Daniel <sighs> Bryan is destined to be the face of the company, but only if he does what Bray Wyatt tells him to do. And what Bray Wyatt tells him to do is to beat him at SummerSlam. Right? See, when you put mm. a jigsaw when you put a jigsaw into place, you have to know what the jigsaw is going to look like before you start. Bray Wyatt knew that the WWE was his for the taking because how hard could it be to pull the wool over everybody's eyes? He's a master manipulator. He can do anything, and he already has. He has aligned everything. He's put everything into order, and now all he has to do is pull the trigger and let the bullet fly through body after body. At SummerSlam, it's going to be Bray Wyatt against Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan has two choices. He can either win or he can lose. If he wins, he if he can beat Bray Wyatt, he has proved the authority wrong, but he's going to prove Bray Wyatt correct. He will have overcome the odds. He will not only beat a guy that he's never beaten before, but he's beaten a guy that almost nobody's ever been able to beat. And the authority will see how good Daniel Bryan is. They'll change their minds. Daniel Bryan will become the figurehead, the new head of the company. But of course, the authority really worked for Bray Wyatt. So if Daniel Bryan can beat him, then Bray Wyatt was right all along and he will have single-handedly created the greatest WWE champion in company history all by his hands. So that's ch- that's choice number one. The other choice is that Daniel Bryan loses. Once again, he loses to Bray Wyatt. He loses the championship to the almighty, unstoppable Bray Wyatt. He succumbs to the pressure. Once again, he lets the fear win and Bray Wyatt walks away with the WWE championship. Either way... Bray Wyatt wins. Either way, either he wins the championship or he controls the champion. (laughs) So obviously, Daniel Bryan doesn't like the sound of any of this. He fights back. He makes it clear that he thinks 
there has to be another option. There has to be. There always is. He fights for good. And Bray Wyatt isn't good. Bray Wyatt can't win. Daniel Bryan will figure something out. Daniel Bryan fights his way out of his restraints. Breaks away from the Wyatt family. And escapes the compound. And Bray Wyatt lets him go. It's all part of the plan. Bray Wyatt has seen the future. And Daniel Bryan is it. He's the true prophet. The one who will save the company. And Bray Wyatt is the one who made it all happen. So now... We have Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan, SummerSlam 2014, as your big fucking main event. <laughs> How about that? Now, on the undercard, you've also got room for the Usos against Harper and Rowan. We've laid the bit of the groundwork for that earlier. So now we can have Usos versus Harper and Rowan. That'll be a fun match, right? Who wouldn't want to see that? So from here, with the main event, like I said, you've got options. You can do whatever you want with it. Because we've made both guys bulletproof. If Daniel Bryan does lose... We've had Bray Wyatt on such a tear over the year. You can see why. He starts to question whether or not Bray Wyatt was right all along. He can take a little bit of time off, come back stronger, determined to fight the Wyatt family. Then they can have a blow-off match at WrestleMania where Bryan finally manages to beat Bray Wyatt. But if Bray Wyatt wins, he looks like a million bucks for beating the guy John Cena couldn't beat. And Bray Wyatt will have enough clout by that point to be able to take that loss and continue on and weave himself in and out of future storylines. You could have him turn on the authority if you wanted to, or have him do something else to like really cement the authority Bray Wyatt family alliance. Or you could even go down the route of, was any of that even true to begin with? Was it all bullshit? Did Bray Wyatt just make it all up for a good story? All of those options are available to you if you lay the groundwork for it. You know what I mean? So... As a little bit of backup booking, I say that Daniel Bryan did get injured. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> in real life, John Cena won a Money in the Bank ladder match for the vacant championship. The same man who, in our rebooking, was already beaten by Bray Wyatt. So if you wanted to go down the route of having Daniel Bryan really be injured, the next best thing is to do the same storyline but with John Cena and have Bray Wyatt say, you're not the chosen one. The chosen one... It's Daniel Bryan. You're the replacement. You're a false prophet. You've created a bad future. But you can still have that same storyline play out pretty pretty well, you know? And it all ends with Bray Wyatt coming as this really creepy, prophet-like manipulator. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a way to end season six. Right? Um, I, I did not see the... I didn't see the authority swerve coming, but makes sense like just prefer from Bray Wyatt is doing like it does make sense for him to be that almost um higher power I guess for the authority um is what is one way to put it but dude fucking fucking brilliant I, lo- I love that story like you really made the white white family getting more dominant than it, like like they actually should have been in real life um like I loved the f- a few things you did there like the whole I think it was during the Daniel Bryan and Kane match where Wyatt's like sitting at the top of the ramp with the rocking chair and like the um the spotlight on him I love that um, that image, that that just that um, that that shot basically, it's uh, it looks kind of really the visual. So the visual is what I'm looking for, and that's a word I'm looking for. I love the visual. Also, what I liked in the booking is so you had this match. It was the Wyatt's versus I think it was John Cena, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns. Yep. And you had the Wyatt's win because they're facing a makeshift team, which is something I think they should do in wrestling more because I'm sick of seeing... It's, it's, well, it's mainly a WWE thing, to be honest, but 
you'll get this tag team who go up against a thrown together tag team of fucking John Cena and like I don't know fucking like Ryback or whatever and John Cena <laughs> and Ryback will win every fucking time because of the main eventers but yeah. in my opinion even like even if it's like a lower tier tag team you know they should have a massive advantage over two guys that are thrown together so um, you know I like that you put that in there the Wyatt's win because the other team's makeshift uh, you know it's John Cena Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns two thirds of which work together but the John Cena element doesn't so um, that worked really well and yeah man it's, it's, uh, I, I know what you mean at the start now put, saying you put the focus on somebody else but the focus of the story is quite a lot on Daniel Bryan yep. but at the same time there, there's somebody in the background pulling the strings and it's Bray Wyatt so he is um, like omnipresent in the story he's ever present in the story you know it just doesn't appear in every single segment because he's kind of running things from the background you know he's he's, yeah. a, he's a puppet master you know he's making all this happen so yeah really really bloody enjoyed this story man uh, even if you took it the John Cena route that would still work uh, like you said at the end of False Prophet rather than The Prophet that would work really well so um, yeah no matter what way you play it here dude that's um really bloody good and at the same time one more thing as well you added the title reigns for Rowan and uh, Harper which wasn't done like you say until they were the Bloodstone Brothers so you know if you're going to make a dominant faction dominant stable you've got to have some gold on them and Bray Wyatt didn't win the belt until SummerSlam or you know maybe did Bray Wyatt win at SummerSlam or did you just did well you that's it you could, you, could, you could go that you way if you wanted there. to yeah. but even then because of the presence because you've kept him strong you kept the whole Wyatt family looking strong even if he doesn't win the belt he's still looking okay he could still challenge exactly. for a leader he's still undefeated before then and stuff so yeah that, that would work really well but yeah just yeah I love Harper and Rowan, so putting the tag gold in them and having them have a dominant run, um, you know, just makes them... More legit, right? More legit, yeah. More legit and more worthy of being uh, affiliated with Bray Wyatt. Right. So, yeah, really really well done, dude. Really well done. Thank you. Um, Yeah, that... um, It's just all about trying to make Bray Wyatt more bulletproof. Like you said, a lot of the shine is on Danny Bryant, but again, that's because... To have a really good baby face, you have to have really good villains to fight the baby face, right? And if you mm-hmm. build up the Wyatt family like this, if if he can beat the Wyatt family, he's gonna look like a million bucks because we build up the Wyatt family to be legit, you know? Simple. Hmm. Or it, it should be simple, you know. Should be, but never fucking is. Never, is it? never fucking is. Doesn't appear to be that way, yeah. There you go. Speaking of some simple storylines though. Oh no. Hey, you know you you don't know what's coming next. It could be anything. You know, there's always there's so much pressure when it comes to Kayfabe and Bola, but it's always more pressure when it comes to the fucking season finale Kayfabe and Bola. Like they're not going to hear another Kayfabe and Bola for a while, so I've got to make this a good one. Unless they subscribe and to it, our Patreon page, wink, wink. Unless Kayfabe, aha, or Patreon called Patreon.com forward slash making Kayfabe. You can maybe Unless check you it that, out. They'll hear all the Tempolas. They've got 18 Tempolas. Exactly. That, that way, if you ever miss get hearing Tempolas, you could hear one every month. Yeah. Oh. you got 18 straight minutes-ish of Tempolas. Exactly. And there'll be another one next month. So, yeah. just saying. But before saying. we get to that, let's play a little game of Kayfabe Tempola right now. Okay, it's Kayfabe Timbola time. If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you very much. You picked an interesting joining point, the very end of the season. I would recommend you go back and listen to the beginning of the season. You might like it. 
If you like Cody Rhodes. Yes, if you like Cody Rhodes, you're going to love the first two episodes. And if you like corpse fucking, <laughs> you're going to like the last episode love, we did. You're going to love episodes three through eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real twist of, of the Wyatt family. <laughs> I mean, Kane was involved, so... He was I mean, in some way, yeah. Yeah, you would imagine he would start this. He, he can't stop him, really. It, whenever Kane's about, I mean, just you, you know guarantee. what's up. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep that's going to happen. But, hey, is that going to happen in, in today's Tombola? There's only I one way we'll to find, find out. out. Exactly. So, it's a very simple little game. The person who hasn't done the main rebooking for this episode, which today will be Bryce, will... Ooh choose a letter number combination there are four wrestlers and four wacky scenarios hidden away Bryce will give me a letter number combination I will tell him what wrestlers he has selected he will have 60 seconds uh, ish to be able to tell me and the entire world of what do we say 2 million people whatever Raw makes there's there's at least 2 million in the world yeah Yeah. he's going to have 60 seconds ish to tell the whole world what's going to happen with that wrestler and that wacky scenario if it sounds complicated, trust me, when you hear it in action, it'll all make sense. Couldn't be easier. Okay, so today's Tombola has been sent in. The final Tombola of the season has been sent in by William Russell on Twitter. Hey. At Python underscore 2014. 2014! Oh, we've just re all of it. I made 2014 oh, better. It's perfect. It's perfect. Couldn't be better. It's weird how that works out, isn't it? Almost yeah. like we planned it. But it's not. <laughs> So no. thank you very much, William Russell, for for your tombola. So Bryce, simple business. All you have to do: one letter, one number, and we will get this show on the road. Um, you know the cost of living crisis is uh, in the news right now, Dylan. And everything's just way too expensive. You know, gas, electricity, shops, petrol. You know that kind of stuff. So I'm just looking for a freebie. You know, a freebie. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I mean, we we got there in the end. <laughs> yeah. Three <laughs> B, no problem. <laughs> would you like to know the wrestlers you did not select? I would love to know the wrestlers I did not select. Can you tell me? I think you're going to be happy that you didn't get the first one. Okay. You did not get Kamala. <laughs> right. Who Bryce knows everything about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know more about Kamala than I do about the fucking Godman brothers. <laughs> that can't be true. I I I know Kamala. He was he used to play the old um, Legends of Wrestling games. He was in it all the time. Okay. And he's I mean, he's got a, a, a belly. He's got a little thing that he paints in his belly. He's at WrestleMania 17. Then he's on. He's like dancing on William Regal's desk, and William Regal's like, "Bloody get off of there!" Yeah. Well, it's official. You do know more about Kamala than you do about the Godwins. I know fuck all about the Goblin twins. I call them the Goblin brothers. The Goblin twins. I told you facts about the Goblins. Yeah. And you've forgotten them already? Oh, they're fucking... Um... Yeah, I've forgotten them. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm not even going to pretend. Nope. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about the Goblins. I think I, I somehow know less about the Goblin twins now than I yeah. did like, last week. Yeah. yeah, well, who cares? Really? <laughs> Nobody likes the Godwins. No, fuck the Godwins. I'm not going to do that. And fuck you too, Conrad. Yeah, Conrad, you can go nuts with the Godwins all you want. St- Coming soon, the Godwins podcast with Conrad Thompson. No no time. fucking doubt, man. No fucking doubt. He does them all. Right. I bet that, that's we, the one. 
that's when we'll when, get. When are we exactly? I was gonna say, when are we gonna get to interview somebody? The answer is a fucking we'll, Goblin. We'll get the Goblins. Like, so, so, um, uh, do you guys like soup? <laughs> what, what what would you call the podcast? Because I've got a name. Uh, the God Damn It Podcast. You want you want to hear my one? But it's probably better than that. Yeah, I'd call it Good Wins with the Godwins. That is actually pretty good. Yeah, maybe we should get in touch with them. Maybe we should, yeah. Give him yeah, a shout. Give him a phone, yeah. 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 Give the number. Uh, no. Fuck. Well, Conrad will have it. I'll, I'll talk to him later. Anyway, you didn't get to Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> if every anecdote is going to be that fucking long, <laughs> if fucking keep it Oops. <laughs> you didn't get Kamala, who you're, I guess, familiar with. You didn't get this character, who you are familiar with, Dude Love. I know Dude Love. You didn't get him. No. You didn't get Kenny Dykstra. You familiar with him? Oh, Spirit Squad, right? Correct. Yeah. You didn't get him either. But I'll tell you who you did get, my friend. Someone you m- might be familiar with. Curry okay. Man. Curry Man? Yes. Yeah, Are everyone you... Chris Daniels, right? Yeah, no, they're different people. Oh, two diff- different people, yeah. Curry Man has a curry on his head. Chris Daniels yeah. doesn't have a curry on his head. Are you talking hey, about? Curry Man wrestles in Japan. Chris Daniels doesn't wrestle in Japan. Well, Curry Man sometimes wrestled in TNA. Oh, did he? But then Chris Daniels also wrestling the TNA, so obviously they can't be. You know, there... They got to be, you know, different characters if they're both in the same show, right? Was there not a segment in TNA? I remember in this now, but the segment in TNA where Curry Man's doing a backstage interview, and he's speaking in Japanese, but he's not—he's not really speaking Japanese. He's just listing Japanese wrestlers. So he's like, <laughs> oh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Tanahashi, Okada." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that does sound like him. Yeah. <laughs> he's quite a character. Well, it's good. Good that you're familiar with him. Mm. This is good. Channel that. Yeah, I love Keep Curryman. that in mind. So mm. let me tell you what Curryman's not going to be doing. He's not going to be going on a life-changing camping extravaganza with Von Wagner. <sighs> Thank fuck for that. What a shame. That would have been an all-time classic, I believe. <laughs> oh, you're going you're gonna to be sad about this one. You didn't get Curryman loses a bet and has to perform a sexy on a pole dance for Vince Russo. Sexy on a pole dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't get that. Uh, we'll, we'll get to Booker Little Russo again soon, don't worry. And you didn't get that Curryman runs into Vince McMahon in a random coffee shop and tries to convince Vince to give up, to retire, and to, to sell the company. To him. Uh, it just says to sell out and retire. So it doesn't specifically oh, say to sell it to Curry Man. That could be part of the show. Yeah, fair enough. You know, it doesn't matter. You didn't get it. What did I get? Well, I'm sorry to say this. Uh, <laughs> William Russell, I thought we were friends. <laughs> oh, it's, it's got to have to miss it, right? Bryce, you've got Curry Man <laughs> is going to be slated for a WrestleMania main event against The Miz. <laughs> before he's actually indicted on counts of embezzlement oh right embezzlement so he's he's supposed to be in the main event but then right for some reason curry man and not the miz <laughs> is indicted for counts of embezzlement <laughs> what's he embezzling <laughs> it's up to you I don't answer that. Yeah, I think I, think yeah. I, think I can know what's going to embezzle. You, but, you yeah. don't, you don't want me to give you the whole storyline because then you no. would just, you would just no. say what I, what I told you, and that <laughs> wouldn't be fair. So there you go, Curry Man, 
main event. Of, I mean, it was only a matter of time before the Curry Man would make it to the main event of WrestleMania. Surely, it's only a matter of time before he made it to Kayfus and Bola as well. I know. I'm surprised we haven't seen him already. You see, we've had like we've had like Shark Boy, we've had like uh, El Generico, we've had all the kind of like fun kind of mass wrestlers, but not Curry mm-hmm. Man. So no, yeah, it's about well, damn time. Now we got him. We've even had the Godwins. Yeah. Well, less than with the Godwins, the better. Good wins with the Godwins coming to your podcast app soon. Don't make it a thing. Dude, if, we can, if we can land a podcast with the fucking Godwin twins, like imagine, like, I'm going to be the best interviewer ever because I'm going to be asking them all the questions because I don't have a fucking clue about yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Question one, who the fuck are you? <laughs> can you explain who the fuck you are? But then their first <laughs> questions to us are going to be, who the fuck are you? I'm like, this is complicated. Well, we know who we are. Right, but they don't. And we have a bigger fan base than the fucking Godwins. <laughs> I'm not going to dispute that. Hmm. Alright, well, speaking of the Godwins, you want to <laughs> rebug Curry Man at WrestleMania? Terrible segue. <laughs> hey, hey, when, when, whenever you get that Godwins podcast, is this going to be full of terrible segues? It's true, yeah. It's all that's the, that's the name segues. of the show, Terrible Segues for the Godwins. <laughs> I think I'm ready, actually. I, I, think I, I think I can do this one, yeah. You want to put 60 seconds-ish on the clock? It's going to have to be 60 seconds-ish, because this might fall short, but we'll see. Yeah. Hey, man, so long as it's around about the 60-second mark, we're good. It's ish, yeah. It's ish. Yeah, exactly. That counts. We didn't say which side of ish it was going to be, you know? That's it, yeah. So I am going to count you down from three, and then you're going to tell me and the entire world all about the fantastic time that Curry Man was slated for a WrestleMania main event against someone or other before being indicted on counts of embezzlement. Are you ready to go? So specific. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's do it. All right, three, two, one, embezzle. All right, so Curry Man is on a hot winning streak as of late. And I, I'm, I'm talking hot, you know, like Vindaloo hot winning streak. You know, that, that, that's how hot it is. And he's had he's, he's had big wins at the major shows like SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, you name it. He's won, he's one of them. And he's won the Royal Rumble, actually. And he's, he's going to go to WrestleMania uh, and earn a WWE title shot against the most... Um, um, uh, uh, one of the most illustrious legends in, in WWE, The Miz at WrestleMania. Stop. But there's a problem because there's a scandal here. There's a scandal taking place and it's taking place at catering. Now, for months, curry has been off the menu in catering. Like, no matter how early guys like um, Mike Bennett and Tony Nese uh, and other hey. jobbers get to catering, you know, the curries is always sold out. So, Bennett and Nice, they... They, they, since they clearly have fuck all else to do, they start investigating, and finally they, they find out exactly what the fuck is going on here, and they approach Mr. McMahon with their groundbreaking realisation, Curry Man has been embezzling curry. And Mr. McMahon hits the roof. I mean, curry theft under his roof, under under his watch, this is a, it's a scandal beyond all scandals, and the public can't hear about this, so... He, he, try, he tries to pay Canellis and Nice three million dollars each to keep it, keep it a secret, um, <laughs> but they refuse. Woo. So he has to do something else. Um, so there's because he can't pay them pay them out of it. He's he's forced to um, strip Curryman of his main event at WrestleMania, uh, and then he forces Curryman to work as a a curry chef until he pays back all the curry that he stole, um, and. Canellis and Nice, they get free curry for life because of finding this out and they can have all the kind of they can have you all can the stop kind of now if you cor- want <laughs> they can have all the karma and Lang Rogan Josh they want 
The end. And then another thing. No. Okay, yeah. Right. 158. What's this? It's ish. Yeah, that's very ish, I think. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of uh, pauses there when I was trying to fucking think of what to say next. But <laughs> Well, if we cut the pauses out, we're talking about 30 seconds or so, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like how Mike Bennett and... <laughs> it was a Tony Nese. Tony Nese? I don't know where he came from. <laughs> they, got, they got 3 million from Vince McMahon. But then they also got free curry. You're like, you could probably pay for that curry, dude. You got some money right there. That's it. But, I mean, who's going to say no to free curry, right? I also do like how Vince McMahon was like, what? You're stealing curry. The best way to get rid of this problem is to give away <laughs> three million pounds. <laughs> six. Six million, To two people. It's the two of them. So six yeah. million. <laughs> and then that way, curry man can work off his debt, which I've already, like... <laughs> <laughs> quadrupled by giving away so much money. <laughs> Timbolas don't need to make sense. Like, well, nobody ever do. said Timbolas need to make sense. They never do. That is true. Melina was a fucking World War II fighter. <laughs> 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 never forget. All right. You ready to... Should we wrap things up? Let's wrap up the season, dude. All right. All right, there we go. That is the end of season six. Oh my god, we had so many fun times. The things we've seen and done. We saw Cody Rhodes. We saw Cody Rhodes again. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of crazy shenanigans. And, and, and to end it with the the Wyatt family and Curry Man and embezzlement. Oh my goodness, it's standard, <laughs> standard making kayfabe stuff right here. So before we get too far in. I just want to give a quick shout out right now to a longtime friend of the show, CJ Pamasano, hey. our good friend. He's had, had us on his show a couple of times. He he sent in some tombolas as well. He actually has um, he's a new song out with his band. His band is called Hollow Heroes. And the song is called Save Me. They just made a new single like a week or two ago. It's actually really good, man. It's nice and rocky, my kind of thing. So if you guys want to check it out, it's on YouTube right now or other streaming services. Check it out if you if you want. You know, I think it's pretty neat. But anyway, that is season six in the bag. Can you believe that, Bryce? That's six seasons, man. Fucking hell. Unbelievable. We we have rebooked wrestling's biggest mistakes for six seasons now. And we're not even close to finishing. There's I mean, so dude, many when you, more. Take, when you take the Patreon into account, we've rebooked like 90 things by now. Easily. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of the Patreon real quick. We are about to go on a break right now because this is the end of season six and we need a little bit of time to recharge our batteries and get ready for the monumental season seven. So we're going to take a little break for now. But if you still want to hear some good old making kayfabe goodness, you can go on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. If you want to sign up on there, five pounds, you can get lots of old classic rebookings that are exclusive to the Patreon page. We've only just recently put on The King, Jerry Lawler. Yep, yep. Before that was John Morrison. There's all sorts of really good ones in the back catalog already on there. You'll get a new one every month. So if you really want to see some more Making Kayfabe in between seasons, check that out. There's also a lot of other extra content on there if you're so inclined. For example, we have a show called Kayfabe Conundrum where we challenge each other to (laughs) come up with new wacky ideas, new storylines. And the one we put up recently 
I would encourage everybody to go and check out. <laughs> it's out of this world. It's literally out of this world. I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's about if Hardcore Holly had a Spaceman gimmick. <laughs> and it is exactly as awesome, if not slightly more awesome than it sounds. It's all up on the Patreon page. If you if you want to help us out at all in between seasons, and if you really want to um, hear more Making Kayfabe, check it out. We really appreciate it. That helps us run this show. Patreon.com forward slash Making Kayfabe. But other than that, we want to say it has been our pleasure to once again bring a wonderful season of rebookings to your door. Well, I guess your ear. We didn't specifically <laughs> deliver it to your door. We don't hand deliver this thing. No. That's going to be season 19. You got to <laughs> wait for that. We will come to your house and do a rebooking. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the tiers on the Patreon page. <laughs> yeah, the 500 pound tier, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we probably could charge more. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Depends, depends where they are. If they live in fucking, like, I don't know, Cuba or yeah. something, it might cost you, more. Yeah. yeah. If you live in Edinburgh, you are sweet. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> you are going to get a... Just get, down the road, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll get an episode delivered to your door. No problem. <laughs> but other than that... So it, it's, it's, been, it's been a blast, man. It really has. And we hope you guys have enjoyed it, too, because this is this is why we do the show right we want to just entertain the folks and hopefully we're doing a a great job so if you guys like it give us a little five-star review on some of those podcast apps you have on itunes and amazon music and all that other stuff give a little five star that really helps us man we need to be better than conrad thompson he needs to realize that he's our bitch fuck him yes right that's that's we don't want to sign hostile right here but come on man who's better at this conrad thompson or us it's pretty obvious it's very obvious it's us again we don't want to toot our own horns too much but basically what we're saying is we are super psyched to have brought this new season to you it'll be a matter of time before the next season is up bryce is there anything you want to say regarding the next season regarding the people regarding conrad thompson for example regarding the godwins anything you want to say right here this is your platform to do it well, make sure you do tune in next month to hear Good Wins with the Godwins uh, featuring Bryce and Dylan. Um, yes. that, that's going to be coming to your podcast apps very, very soon. But uh, other than that, folks, honestly, I've, I've said my piece about Conrad Thompson. He can go fuck himself. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, guys, just thank you again. Like We do this for you guys. Uh, we love doing it. We love speaking with you guys we love getting your tambolas in we love getting, speaking to you on the Patreon page we're still going to be active on Patreon we're still going to be active on Twitter and Instagram and uh, keeping the posts coming so um, you know I might even do something special over the uh, August August kind of season because Dylan's come over, coming over for the Edinburgh Fringe so that could be uh, something quite fun um, but yeah just uh, stay tuned guys uh, we're going to be back very very soon with some more fresh rebookings but overall just thank you for being awesome we love doing this for you guys and um, yeah Appreciate your support. You guys rule. Hell yes. At the moment, we don't have a timetable slotted in for when we'll be returning. But if you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, both at Making Kayfabe, you will be able to stay in the loop for whenever we finally do make a return for Season 7. And I have a feeling you're not going to want to miss it. There was a lot of stuff that we had scheduled for Season 6 and we just couldn't fit it in. So you know that's going to be in Season 7. And good Lord, the way the rest of the world moves... It's going to be a matter of time before something stupid happens that we have to rebook. You can guarantee Next it. Next week, WWE are going to fuck up something huge. And we're going to have to... Right, let's fuck it. Season 7. Here we go. 
<laughs> I mean, you can argue they've already fucked up significantly already this year. Oh, yeah, Vince McMahon has... Uh, oh, he's Vince McMahon yeah. doing, yeah. Hmm. Where's Johnny? Hmm. I haven't seen Johnny Ace on that show for a while. What's he up to? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I haven't seen Sasha Banks on that show. What's she up to? What's Naomi up to, yeah? Exactly. There's plenty of stuff we can still rebook, and we'll get to it. Dude, there's a lot of stuff we have to rebook. There's so much stuff, dude. Trust so me. Stuff. You know, we got to get the goblins. Gotta do the goblins. The goblins. Exactly. So, if you love wrestling rebooking as much as we do, you want to stay in touch, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we want to say, once again, thank you very much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Couldn't do the show without you guys. We love you. You're the best. From me and Bryce, we're going to say thank you very much for listening. And we will see you on the Patreon page or in Season 7. So, goodbye. Take care, folks. Goodbye.